0: So what you doing? Not a whole lot. What are you doing? Nothing. I was just waiting on you to record. Oh, okay. Well, here I am. And P finally woke up when I was playing earlier, and she was like, "Hi, hi." <laughs> but it's, she's so. Cute. It's funny because she does like this like sigh thing, like it's just like so much work for her to say hi to me. She's like, "Hi." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was adorable. Like, can I stop saying this so much?
0: Yeah. Also, Gunner doesn't know my name.
1: (laughs) Did I tell you this already? Yes, he calls you ma'am.
0: Yeah. So, I told mom I'm gonna have to call him, like, every day just to remind him what my damn name is. (laughs) Uh, Also, did you hear about what dad got the kids? Who told you? Mom told me. Did you? Who told you? I ordered
1: it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just like... He just said, you know, hey, can you order this? And I was like, yeah, what is it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, when mom told me, I was like, I mean, I just felt like, you know, when we were kids, we had the creek. (laughs) We had the creek to play in.
1: Well, they have things now that they didn't know when we were younger. (sighs) That's excuses. Whatever. I remember the rope swing over the creek. What rope swing? Oh, I had lots of fun on that rope swing.
0: I didn't have no rope swing.
1: Mm, well, sorry. I had a I had
0: a tree root <laughs> that we would jump off of, but we didn't have a rope swing.
1: No. It was a rope swing. <laughs> it had a big knot at the bottom, so it was perfect. No, no. That, no, it was before <laughs> my time.
0: Before my time. I didn't have no rope swing.
1: Maybe the tree fell or something. Maybe it died and Probably fell over.
0: And the... In the many floods, it probably...
1: I was going to say it was before the flood, so it probably was gone. Yeah, but that creek flooded several times, so there's
0: no telling.
1: Yeah, but that last that last big flood, I think...
0: Yeah, no, there was no swing. Yeah. There was no swing. Don't be silly.
1: Alright, well,
0: let's get into this.
1: Mm-hmm, let's do this. It's a pretty good one, I thought. Great. I'm always up for a good story.
0: Are you being facetious?
1: Wink, wink. No, I'm serious.
0: Oh. Okay. Are you drinking?
1: Do you want me to be?
0: Ooh. Can it just happen like that? Can I just request <laughs> it?
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Magic no. wand. I was just wondering.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I was just wondering because you sounded like super enthusiastic. So much so that I thought you were being facetious.
1: Mm, no comment. Let's get into this, Bree. I wanna hear this story.
0: I'll I'll decide later if I'm gonna cut that out or not. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so welcome to Crime Shots. I'm Bree. And I'm Nikki. It's been a minute since we have discussed a crime that took place among the rich and famous.
1: Hmm, rich and famous crime.
0: Uh-huh. These these crimes like they've always just baffled me because
1: Why? Because they're rich and famous? Well, because they just do whatever they want. Well <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I it's mean, like the rules don't apply. The rules do not apply to you if you have loads of money.
0: Obviously, I'm not rich. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. I mean, I should be. But you're not. <laughs> Definitely should be. Yeah, I'm not. No. Not at all. You know what? No, I shouldn't be. Because I would. I would make such stupid decisions. <laughs> anyway, maybe that's why I'm not. <laughs> Anyway, so this crime has all of it. It's got wealth, parties, family, pastries, horses.
1: Pastries and horses came out of left field. So I, <laughs> yes, continue.
0: <laughs> so this is the story of Houston socialite, Joan Robinson Hill. Okay. Okay. mom for explaining to me that it is not joanne
1: <laughs> i don't know why you would i don't know why you would say joanne anyway i don't know why i can't pronounce
0: anything <laughs> i don't understand that
1: this is like a thing now because you no. can't speak
0: and it's i'm not i promise you i'm not doing it on purpose that's what's no, so bad no no we it. know it's authentic <laughs> i don't know oh my god i read so much and i never freaking shut my mouth but for the life of me i can't say things
1: properly i don't i don't know anyway so <laughs> moving on is this the is this the one where we like went and looked at the house what maybe it, what maybe you- it was maybe it was just me and mom did you go look at a house no without me no
0: how rude <laughs> probably cuz mom was like oh my god the house is just beautiful and I was like, yeah, I saw pictures of it. And she didn't say anything else. Yep. That's that's hurtful. I'm pretty sure that we went and saw that. All right. Well, let's move on to the story. So, Joan Hill was born Joan Olive Robinson on February 6, 1931 in Houston, Texas. She's the daughter of Ash and Rhea Robinson, who they adopted her when she was like a month old. Oh, okay. So, Ash... Was a very wealthy businessman. Obviously involved in the oil field. Right? Mm-hmm. We've heard that Houston, story a thousand times. As a child, Joan was very much involved with horses. She even competed in the Houston Livestock Show. Mm-hmm. For people that don't know what the Houston Livestock Show, look it up. It's it's probably one of the biggest
1: livestock shows there is. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's huge. It's... Look it up. By age seven, she was actually competing regularly and winning. So... She's super into horses. She continued doing this well into her adulthood. Joan pretty much grew up like that. And then after high school, she attended Stevens College in Missouri. So I had to look this up because I had never heard of it. But Stevens College is actually a woman's college. Okay. Known for liberal arts. Okay. I was looking... When I was looking it up, It's it says that it's one of the very few gender-specific colleges left.
1: Is that still... Is it still like that? Yeah, I believe so. Wow.
0: It's still considered a women's college. What was it called? Stevens College. I think there are branches off of it that are not gender specific. Oh, okay. While she was there at Stevens College, she develops a reputation for being a socialite. She ends up marrying a Navy pilot named Spike Benton. Spike. (laughs) It didn't last long, like a couple of months. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And then she marries Cecil Burgless. Burglass. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying it right. I'm sure it's fine. I'll ask mom later, and then I'll tell y'all. She told me in the last episode that we did mm-hmm. there that, that the officer's name I pronounced strong. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember the correction that she told me, so it's not important. <laughs> anyway, so she marries Cecil, which also didn't last long. And then, but she continues to ride horses and compete and she eventually meets a man named john hill i can i can pronounce that name
1: yeah that's a good one good job thank you thank you curtsy
0: john robert hill was born february 3rd 1931 in hidalgo county he's the son of robert and myra hill i'm gonna say myra for schitt's creek lovers you could say moira moira i'm gonna say myra John attended a Baylor College of Medicine where he received his doctorate. He did a surgery residency at Herman Hospital in Houston, eventually becoming one of the leading plastic surgeons. Mm. So let's talk about John's career for a moment. Okay. He's a doctor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dr. John. Dr. John. He once cut a patient's bowel mm. and just closed him back up. <gasps> just like with a cut mm-hmm. bowel? Yeah. Okay. That patient later died. Of course. And they didn't know what had happened until the autopsy. And he got a slap on the hand.
1: A slap on the
0: hand. they were like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Then he broke a drill in a patient's jaw and mm. just left it embedded in there.
1: This is <laughs> not the same thing, but it reminds me of Dr. Death.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is Dr. John, mm-hmm. and he's, yeah, he's a leading plastic surgeon. Okay. So it's obviously not the same thing, right? Right. Yeah. So these are just some of the things. Just a couple. Right. So how he becomes the leading plastic surgeon, I'll never understand. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, while he's still in medical school, he ends up marrying Joan in September of '57. And this is her third marriage. Right. I mean, do you really count the first two? Okay. It's like pancakes. You just toss the first couple out.
1: If you say so.
0: <laughs> Trust me, I do. So, okay. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> Maybe, ooh, you know what? what? Maybe I was the bad pancake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you were the one thrown out, Bree. Hmm? Have you ever thought of that? That's
0: acceptable. That's fine. <laughs> I totally understand it. So, Ash, Joan's father, was actually supporting Joan and John while he was completing medical school. So, he's taking care of them, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, Joan and John have a kid in June of 1960, a boy that they named Robert Ashton
1: Hill. Don't we love that name, Ashton? I do. I love that name. <laughs> there's, a, there's a young boy... That uh, may or may not be my nephew. That I love love him.
0: It's okay. We can say it. My youngest kid is Ashton.
1: <laughs> and yes, he's <he'll> <laughs> so cute. Uh,
0: so anyway, so Robert Ashton Hill, but they call him Boots. Boots. Yeah, I mean,
1: what an odd nickname in Texas.
0: Okay. Well, Dad calls some of his grandkids. We let's see. We've got Shrimp, Boudreaux, mm-hmm. Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mango. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm so these are all accurate yeah we shouldn't judge on boots
1: <laughs> okay that that's, that's acceptable that's fair
0: um so they end up accruing a farm so joan can do her horse thing mm-hmm. and then also a house on kirby drive mm-hmm. both are very nice places both were purchased with the help of ash the house in particular is very nice very nice it has four bedrooms Three and a half baths. It is 6,600 square feet. That's a big house. Mm -hmm. It's located in the River Oaks Gated Estates.
1: Oh, yes. I have absolutely been there. Yes. I'm
0: so jealous. This must have been before, before our friendship.
1: Because obviously you would have invited me. <laughs> You're right. We've been sisters my whole life, but just recently we became that's, friends.
0: That's that's an accurate statement. I, I haven't always mm-hmm. been the okay. pleasant fluff I am today. So the home is valued at $3 million as of June 2021. Mm-hmm. That is today's yeah. price. So mm-hmm. it's nice. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to post a picture of it on our Insta and our Facebook page so everybody can see this house when I release the episode. Okay. It'll be there. Okay. So go check it out at Crime Shots Podcast. So, obviously, right off the bat, they start having major issues in their marriage, Joan and John. Okay. John says that all Joan cares about is her horses, and Joan says that all John cares about is money and this extravagant music room. Did you hear about the music room, right? I did not hear about the music room. Listen. Tell me about the music room. I'm not going to get into super, super detail. Mom wants me to get into details about the music room. I'm not going to get into details about the music room. Because it's irrelevant to the story and the story's actually kind of long. Okay. But, long story short, the music room he built inside this house was minimum $100,000. Hmm.
1: Okay.
0: At that time. Yeah. For one room. Yeah. So, I mean, he had like a special piano brought in. It's a whole thing. So, then in 1968, John began his affair with Anne Kurth. Oh. Anne has been divorced three times and has three kids. No judgment. No judgment. No judgment. On that, you may be judged on the fact that you were having an affair with a married man, but we don't judge you on your divorcing kids. Okay? hmm mm-hmm. So, Joan and John split up for a little while. There are some conflicting stories as to what happened during this time. John says that he didn't want to leave and he was being blackmailed by Anne. Mm. But Joan says that she begged him to come home, but he was like, no, you don't make me happy. I want a divorce. Okay. So I don't really know which one of those is true. I'm sure it's probably a little bit of both. Usually when there are two sides to a story, half of each story is usually true. Well,
1: there's there's usually three sides to a story. Oh, really? Your side, my side, and the truth.
0: I've heard that. Yes. I didn't think about that. I'll remember Mm -hmm. that for the future. (laughs) Just kidding. I won't remember. Shit. So, (laughs) he serves her with divorce papers in November of 68. However, Ash, big bad Ash, basically reminds him about all the money he owes Mm -hmm. for all these houses and all this extravagant lifestyle. And so, John gets back with Joan. Of course. He still keeps seeing Anne, though. He didn't just toss <laughs> okay. her away. No, no. No. That would be rude. Can't do that. So all this is going on, and then in the middle of all of it, they're having all these parties, as rich people do. hmm Let's not worry about all of the drama and all of the issues surrounding our family. Let's throw a party. Yes. The right thing to do. And let's serve all this food for people, and let's invite them into our home so they can see us quarrel, you know? So they start having parties. They hosted game nights and dinners, and just friendly get-togethers. These get-togethers were very memorable for their friends because they were fighting the whole time. Oh. Like, they would make some serious digs at each other. It's always a fun party. Mm Mm-hmm. They were still inviting people over, and John had this little party trick that Dr. John had this little party trick he liked to do. He liked to serve extravagant pastries that's a party trick yeah that's like his that it was like his thing
1: pastries
0: yeah but like he did okay like he would pass out these pastries okay right mm-hmm. in march of 1969 joan becomes ill oh she gets sick being the wife of a doctor and not just any doctor okay mm-hmm. one of the leading plastic surgeons okay right so being the wife of a, of a doctor, she stays home and allows John to take care of her. Dr. John. Joan is left in her room and John basically tells everyone to stay away from her. Don't go in to check on her. Leave her alone. Let her get better.
1: Ooh,
0: I can see where this is going. No, 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 no. Okay. It's not sus at all. He's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. Of course.
1: Plastic yeah. surgeons know all about it.
0: Right. And he's never had any flip ups. Mm-hmm. So one day, John's out, and the maid is like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go in here and check on her, see if she needs anything, because John wasn't there. She finds Joan in a soiled nightgown, oh, and she had been laying in dried feces and blood.
1: Oh my god.
0: In the meantime, Rhea, Joan's mother, she's coming for a visit, and she has no clue that her daughter's even sick. <gasps> she's just coming to visit.
1: Do they not see her family that often? I mean, obviously not. If Yeah, okay,
0: probably not. But not all families are like us. Like, you know, going over to mom and dad's every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So she walks in and finds her daughter almost unconscious, covered in her own bowels, blood, vomit. And John is just like standing at the end of her bed. Like, just watching her.
1: Just watching her like that? Yeah, that's how,
0: like, Joan's mother, like, walks in and finds him.
1: That he's not even, like, concerned and just like, I'm gonna watch you die.
0: Well, when, when he notices that Raya is there, he's like, oh, she's got a fever. I should probably take her to the hospital now.
1: Hmm. But
0: instead of calling an ambulance, he drives her. Oh. And instead of taking her to one of the, like, closest hospitals or whatever, he takes her to one of the worst rated hospitals that's 45 minutes away. Yep. This is not looking good. But I mean, we shouldn't judge. He's a leading plastic surgeon. We should not judge. Mm -hmm. He's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. I'm sure he has a friend there. Yeah. So it's a super small hospital. They don't even have an emergency room. Mm -hmm. So once they get there, they're immediately taken to a private room, obviously. He's called ahead. He's thought of all the stops. He's made reservations. Right. Her BP was 60 over 40. (gasps) Oh! Oh wow. So the nurse thought that uh Joan may be in shock. So she calls Dr. Walter Bernadette. Burnett Burtonot. Dr. Walter. <laughs> she so, stop laughing at me. You I hate you so much. Murder hard. everybody's <laughs> name. Okay, go ahead. I didn't murder John's name. <laughs> nope, you got that one right. Doctor John Hill. Whatever. She calls Doctor Walter. Mm-hmm. That's great. She calls him because John named that doctor, basically, that's that's her PCP. Like, that's her go-to doctor. Mm-hmm. Dr. Walter diagnoses Joan with the flu. The flu. Yeah. Okay. You come to think of it, I wonder if it could have been Rona.
1: Stop. That was too long. No, stop it.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, this went back and forth for a while. Dr. Walter calls another doctor to come in for a second opinion. Then others for another second opinion. It's like going back and forth. They don't know what's going on. They go from flu to a reaction to something she had eaten. To kidney failure. To recovering. Then heart failure. And then death. Mm. They said Joan sat up in her bed when her heart began to fail. Said her husband's name. Vomited blood. And was pronounced dead at the hospital. Yeah, he's not looking good. Wait, he wasn't even in the room. He was he was at the end of the hospital taking a nap.
1: Yeah, I know where this is going.
0: I didn't realize this, but at the time, the law in Texas required an autopsy. But I think it would be required even now. The articles and stuff that I read that said that it was the law at the time to perform an autopsy.
1: No matter what? Or...
0: Well, I don't know what the law was then, but I can tell you what it is now, and I can see why. I mean, it's pretty got to be pretty close to the same thing. So, mm-hmm. according to the CDC website, mm-hmm. um, it says, uh, A justice of the peace shall conduct an inquest into the death of a person who dies in the county served by the justice if the person dies in prison under circumstances, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the person dies an unnatural death from a cause other than a legal execution, the body or body part of a person is found, blah, blah, blah. The circumstances of the death indicate that the death may have been caused by unlawful means. Uh, suicide dies without having been attended by a physician. Dies while attended by a physician who is unable to certify the cause of death and who requests the just of the peace to conduct an inquest. So, right here. When a person sh- uh, dies within 24 hours after admission to a hospital or institution. That's... The one that I think it falls under. Okay. So, but anyway, you can go read the CDC website. It's got a list of all the requirements for an autopsy. So, like, if your family member doesn't fall under those requirements, then the family can request one. But if they fall under, I I think it lists eight, eight different mandatory reasons uh, a death would require an autopsy.
1: Mm.
0: So anyway so dr arthur doesn't matter dr arthur uh goes over to the funeral home just a few hours later to perform the autopsy only to find that the body had already been embalmed. wow this guy knows people what guy i haven't said anybody the husband hello you're so untrusting
1: yes yes i am
0: Uh, so Dr. Arthur concludes that the only thing he can find is she may have died from pancreatitis. Maybe. Maybe. I don't believe that for a second. I mean, he couldn't tell anything. The whole, I mean, the body's covered in embalming fluid. So all the organs, everything, he wouldn't have been able to tell nothing. He wouldn't have been able to take samples of anything. It's all, that's all he can tell. Mm. Uh, Big Bad Ash says, no, 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 no. I do not accept this. Right.
1: to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price, price line
0: Joseph concluded that she may have died from acute focal hepatitis okay, Big Bad Ash said no no, I
1: don't accept this (laughs) he knows he knows,
0: so Ash hired Dr. Milton Dr. Milton, to examine his daughter's body There was a total of 10 doctors that performed the third autopsy. Mm. Several of those doctors published their findings. Here here are a few. It was determined that she had an infection for an undetermined source. Another one was meningitis and sepsis. Another one was fulminating infectious process. Another one was... It was... Well, finally, it was noted that... The fact that John, Dr. John, Doctor John, did not seek med- medical attention until the very last minute mm-hmm. played a factor in her death.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Joan died in March of 1969. Mm. John married Anne in June. <gasps> wow. I told you, Anne did not go far. So Ash, John's father, was convinced that John had wait, done wait, something wait. to Joan. I thought
1: Ash was Joan's father.
0: Did I, did I say John? Yes, you did. I'm sorry. The names are really close. Okay. Ash is Joan's father. hmm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, but he was convinced that John had done something to her. So he petitioned the DA to launch a murder investigation. Good for him. Good for you, Ash. Mm-hmm. That's about the time that Anne divorced John. Oh, dear. <laughs> she was like, I'm done.
1: Like, I don't want to no part might. of this.
0: Mm-hmm. So the first grand jury hears evidence and nothing happens. The second grand jury hears evidence and nothing happens. Third grand jury heard evidence including Anne saying that John told her he killed Joan. He heard her? She heard him? Anne said John told her he killed Joan. Dear. Investigators obviously would like to move forward, but there's there's not enough evidence for a murder charge. Instead... They charged John with murder by omission. Oh. It was the only time somebody had been charged with this at the time. Hmm. In the state of Texas. Hmm. Uh, It's the most rare charge. Mm -hmm. A killer by omission commits the same offense as if he had caused the same effect by an act done with the state of mind as to intent or otherwise which accompanied the breach of duty.
1: Okay, so to me this is like... You go ice skating and your friend falls in the water and you just stand there and stare at them until they drown. No?
0: Yes, but where'd you come up with that analogy? People don't ice skate in Texas. Where would you even think
1: <laughs> of ice skating? Okay, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Oh my God. This we... is like the
0: whole conversation with you you and Joe the other day about the pizza delivery
1: guy. Yes. So uh, yeah. there's a movie that I saw many years ago. I think it's called Stepson. The Stepson, mm, maybe. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, he was evil, and his sister was ice skating, and she fell in <gasps> through the I ice. Didn't see that? And he just mm-hmm. watched her, and like didn't like he she like he like make- laid down and like put his hand out, but he was not really trying to help her. And mm-hmm. anyway, I don't know why that just popped in my mind. I'm crazy. Whatever. That's what I thought.
0: I mean, yeah, you are crazy. But uh, I've seen that movie too and I saw what you're talking about. That's not the first thing that would have come to my mind though. I don't know why that did. The, I don't know. The first thing that comes to my mind is if like a doctor or a nurse comes up on like a car accident and fails to render it aid. Like, mm. that's the first thing that comes up. In okay. my mind, I like mean, they just maybe. stand there and stare. Yeah, I don't know. John goes to trial where Anne testified against him. Ooh. She details a time when he tried to kill her in a car crash. Ooh. What? Mm-hmm. She says that John confessed to injecting pastries with poison.
1: Ooh. For who? See? Just see? for Joan and Anne, or
0: for her? She yeah she ta- yeah well she says that like he'd have these parties and he would serve these pastries but that he would have a specific one for for Joan oh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was like oh everybody's eating the pastry you see what I'm saying eat a pastry yeah mm-hmm. and she said Anne said that John also injected Joan with a syringe of poison <gasps> ultimately uh, he was granted a mistrial why. I think it's because of Anne's testimony because she was saying that he said he injected Joan with a syringe. Well, there was no evidence of that. And so, so because she took it one too far, hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then it made it seem like she was, you know.
1: But she's just repeating what he told her. So I don't know how that is. Got to be some other. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, this is literally one there.
0: person. This is one account. Again, like it's one one against the, the other. Yeah. Because obviously he's saying he never said any of that. None of that ever happened. Right. Of course. Well, in the meantime, John marries again. Uh, okay. A lady named Connie. He marries her in 1971. And his new trial is rescheduled. If you don't know, there's actually a lot of books written about this. Two in particular. But there's one that describes... Like, the life of Dr. John. Mm -hmm. Anne claims, like apparently in one of the books, Anne claimed that John admitted to five murders. What? So, Anne says that he murdered Joan, the patient I mentioned before that he did surgery on Mm -hmm. from his residency. His father, his brother, and another doctor. What? Now, none of that comes up in all the stuff. This is like one of Anne's statements. But it's... She didn't make these statements in court. This is this is a statement she made in a book. Hmm. That was written after the fact. But anyway, this topic of the episode is Joan. But I'll just refer everyone to go read those books. Okay. I'll give you details at the end. But there is a reason I, I was saying that there's all these alleged murders... Um, because they weren't made a bigger deal, like I wanted to point out the fact that it was it was not brought up yeah in in September of nineteen seventy two just a couple of weeks before he was scheduled to go back to court, mm-hmm. Dr John and his now wife Connie, they attend a medical conference in Las Vegas upon their return september twenty fourth nineteen seventy two the two are arriving back at their mansion when a robber shoots John and kills him.
1: A robber? A robber. Okay. I have a funny feeling Ash maybe had something to do with that. Shh.
0: shh, shh. <laughs> okay. Just a robber. So, after several months of investigating, authorities arrest three people in connection with the apparent robbery gone wrong. hmm Bobby Vandiver. Vandiver. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> he is from Longview and a known criminal. Okay. Uh, Marcia. Marcia? No. Mar- Marcia. <laughs> okay, maybe so. <laughs> anyway, whatever. She's Bobby's girlfriend and she's a known... Uh, can we say prostitute? The other podcasts have to say sex worker. Why? I don't know. One of the other ones I listen to, they're required to say sex worker.
1: Um. Anyway,
0: she's a sex worker. Please don't sue us. Yeah. Because, you know, whatever. Um, and Lila Paulus, whatever.
1: Lila. Just Lila. Lila.
0: She's a notorious brothel
1: madam. Mm-hmm.
0: And... A friend of Ash Robinson's.
1: Weird!
0: You're ruining the story, Nikki!
1: So weird!
0: (laughs) Whatever. Let me tell you what happened. The theory is that Ash hired Lila to find someone to kill John. However, that was never proven, and no one ever admitted to that. That was just a theory. Mm -hmm. Bobby eventually confesses to the murder of John. He tells investigators that he and sex worker m were actually hired to kill john by lila and they were paid five thousand dollars to do it five thousand dollars i feel like that's a pretty good price really for murder That's pretty good that's pretty good
1: for murder
0: i mean if i'm gonna like if i'm gonna hire somebody to kill somebody and i can get it done for five thousand dollars that's
1: pretty cheap Well, yeah, if you're the one hiring, but if you're the one committing murder, I don't know that that's worth it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess people will do anything. I don't know. Uh, But the three are arrested. Bobby gets out on bail, and while out on bail, he decided he's going to move back to Longview and change his name. Oh. So naturally, he doesn't show up for his court date. Right. Sex worker M is stuck in jail because she also had charges for writing hot texts.
1: Oh, see, she needed the money. $5,000 was a lot to her.
0: That's a lot to me, damn. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, authorities in Longview get a call that there's a man with a gun at the Charlotte's Grill. Hmm. When they arrive at the grill, they run the license plate on the car out front, and
1: it comes back belonging to Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Change your name. Bobby, if you're going to change your name, you got to change it on everything. So, once
0: backup arrives, I think there's like three officers in total.
1: Very smart people. Okay, go ahead.
0: Well, these are obviously professionals. Yeah. (laughs) So, I think there's like three officers in total. They enter the grill and they find Bobby shooting pool. Officers draw their pistols and announce that he's under arrest. Bobby turns around and he's like, whoa, what? He pulls out his pistol, points it at the officer's. The officers shoot two rounds and kill Bobby. (gasps) So Bobby's dead. Uh, Sex worker M admits that Bobby's confession is absolutely true. And she was convicted of being the getaway driver. She was sentenced to 10 years and was paroled after five. Lila was convicted of murder for hire and was given 35 years. She died on May 16th, 1986 of breast cancer in the Gatesville Correctional Facility. Mm. Now, the books I talked about, they mm-hmm. They're available everywhere. Mhm. The first book, Blood Money. Okay. It's probably the most popular. It's written by Thomas Thompson. There rem- remember that because there's other books called Blood Money. The one I'm talking about is written by Thomas Thompson. Mhm. Uh, he's a very well-established journalist, but he did he his investigative insight into the Hill Murders. It's just it's just crazy, but it sold over four million copies and won several different awards. So check it out. Okay. The other book, Anne Curth, got ticked off about the book that Thomas Thompson wrote because obviously she's painted as a mistress. Right. So she got pissed off, and she was like, I'm going to write my own book. So she wrote her own book. That's called Prescription Murder. Oh, okay. And that book details her side of what happened. And she even suggests that Dr. John is still alive and faked his own death.
1: What?
0: Mm-hmm. So that one's also interesting. You need to check that one out. Um, I looked that one up. So Blood and Money is available. I've... I saw it on Amazon. I have Kindle, so it's free for me. But the prescription murder, <laughs> when I look this up on Amazon, it's like nine hundred dollars. What? Yeah. So Stop. don't. Look it. I know. So don't look it up there. I'm not. I'm sure you can get it other places. Just don't look it up there. I don't know why it's like that. I don't know if it's like a like a faux thing. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it's like Amazon a is.
1: first edition signed. I don't know. By John Hill. <laughs> by that's the only, late john hill
0: that's the only way i can understand selling a book for 900 dollars if it's signed by somebody that's supposed to be dead anyway but there was also a tv documentary called behind mansion walls they discussed the hill case in episode 13 mm. now most notably about the hill murders is the movie there's a movie there's a movie it's called i haven't seen this movie you may have
1: oh maybe i have
0: it's called murder in texas mm. starring farrah fawcett as joan <gasps> sam oh. elliott as dr john hill Ooh. and andy griffith as mr ash robinson oh that is interesting so, the movie released in 1981 and was nominated for a Golden Globe Award, and Andy Griffith received his only Emmy nomination for Best Actor as Ash Robinson. Wow. That is... That's interesting. So, Murder in Texas. Look it up. 1981.
1: I'm gonna have to watch that. I wonder if I can watch that on, like, Netflix or
0: something. hmm I was gonna watch it, uh, I was gonna watch it before this, but I didn't want that to alter what I said.
1: Yep. hmm mm-hmm. Good choice.
0: Right, because it totally will. Anyway, Anne eventually died in 1980. Joan's son, Robert mm-hmm. Boots, ended up living with Connie. Oh. And actually tried to sue Ash.
1: For what? But
0: he thinks that Ash had his father killed.
1: Okay, but he killed his mother. Allegedly.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it, no, he couldn't do anything about it. there. They literally caught the people that killed his dad and they admitted to everything, mm-hmm. but none of it was ever traced back to Ash. Right. So Ash died in 1987 in Florida, oh. natural causes, and then his wife, Rhea, moved to New York after he died and Boots moved in with her and took care of her until she died. Aw. Oh. So everybody's dead. Everybody's
1: dead. Wow. Yep.
0: So that's what happened. Joan, well, that's crazy. yeah, Joan is poisoned via eclairs, to be specific.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: specific pastry.
1: Specifically,
0: And listen. I saw a lot of pictures of her. Gorgeous, gorgeous woman. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would look like that if I just sat around eating eclairs all day.
1: <laughs> well, see, back in the day, the women you know had had strict diets of like wine and sweets.
0: I mean, I can do that. I could totally get on board with that kind of diet. None of this keto crap. <sighs> mm-hmm. Not that I'm on keto. Because I don't care. Anyway, yeah, so... She's killed by poison via eclair. Then her murderer is killed via gunshot. His murderer is killed via gunshot. Mm-hmm. styles of the rich and the famous...
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's pretty crazy and those things happen and it's like you can't make that up you can't make it you can't,
0: up. You can't make this stuff up i mean i guess you probably could but i mean you crying out loud. it wouldn't be as good i don't understand why people can't just like just get a divorce why you gotta be just killing people get a divorce this happens so much like People end up, like, cheating and they want to be with, you know, somebody else. They don't, know they no longer like their significant other. Just leave them. Mm-hmm. A heartbreak is a lot easier to get over than a death. I mean. <laughs> <it's people
1: laughs> you can't apparently. come back from that.
0: <laughs> I just, I mean. I mean, I. As a person that has also been separated from a significant other. Uh, I totally understand not having to want to deal with that Back person's and forth and that, that person's existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's the difference in like a psychopath that turns out to be a murderer, and
1: exactly
0: an ordinary person that follows the law. So that's the way love goes.
1: That's the way love goes. That's the way love
0: goes. So, love goes. uh. I thought this was a good one, and then uh, next week is going to be super interesting. Ooh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah, oh, 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 wait till the end to listen to our sneak preview. Just kidding. <laughs> we don't have a sneak preview.
1: That was it. Well, that was a good story. I haven't. I mean, I've, I've. I've. I know that I've heard that story, and I feel sure Mom's told me that story.
0: Probably when y'all went to go see the house together.
1: Uh, but it's been me. so long that I didn't. Without you? Yeah.
0: That's a nice house though, isn't it? You're right. It looks like an old, no, I was going to say it looks like an old it plantation house, but it doesn't. It looks look. Like, it looks like a, a mansion in a gated community. I bet all the houses around it look just like that.
1: Well, the River Oaks area is nice.
0: It's a very upscale neighborhood, but that's not going to stop People from poisoning their wives. And then also getting shot while they're walking into their home. So, gated community or not. True story. Just saying. But, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. that. Well, I look forward to
1: the next episode. You're saying that it's going to be exciting. So, I'm excited about that. This was a good episode. And I'm surprised that we haven't talked about this episode before.
0: Like, outside of the podcast? Or just, like...
1: I mean, not the episode, but the story. I'm surprised that we this we. Oh, okay, yeah. We do. We record these episodes
0: about you know these stories that we know, but there are so many other stories that we discuss on a regular basis, just like willy nilly. Um, and I, this has never come up. Hmm. This this isn't one of those like oh my god, do yeah. you know that this and this and this happened at this place? This no, this never come up.
1: But I'm surprised that it hasn't come up because it is mm-hmm. a good story, and it's like what. But it's also one of those stories
0: that literally every single person kind of got justice, just in a really unconventional way. True. <laughs> right.
1: Kinda. Right. Good for you, Ash. Good for you. He was like, mm, "Ain't nobody doing my daughter like that."
0: And yeah, and when I was, so Anne, one hundred percent believed that John was alive and that he like ran. Mm-hmm. She talks about it in her book. And I'm just like, I don't... F- I feel like if he had still been alive... They say that he ran off to Mexico and he was spotted in Mexico. Several people talked to him while he was in Mexico. But how
1: many people have to lie for that to happen?
0: Well, I just feel like Ash would have made sure. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: He had the means. He just... He had the... Right. He had everything he needed and he to just hunt him down.
0: He seems like... He was top dog, and he was not going to let this go. Yeah, I like Ash. He was going to make sure that, you know, if he arranged for something to happen, he was going to make sure it happened. Yeah. So I just don't feel like it would have been that easy for that guy to fake his own death. Yeah. But I didn't know Ash, so I don't know. And I'm not saying Ash was involved in any way, allegedly. He totally was, and good for him. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i guess it doesn't matter now but but uh from what i hear about boots he doesn't want to have anything to do with any of it he doesn't want to talk to anybody about it it's over and done with
1: no yeah
0: and i can't blame
1: him no not at all because that's insane Mhm. so all yeah. right well good episode thanks let's do this
0: on to the next
1: here we go <laughs>